Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We're back with season 10, episode 1 of our Q&A and I. We're, we're doing something really special this week, actually. We're doing like our first uh, big boy collaboration. Uh, we've got big an boy. interview with uh, <laughs> no one, uh, with the one, the only Scopos. <laughs> uh, this is really exciting. It's been a long time coming, I think, as two of the main people still doing a bunch of like injustice content for youtube uh it, it's really great to have you man how's it going uh i mean like, like you said it's been a long time coming uh i, I can't even believe it, it's happening but uh like just for you know those who who don't know on, on the channel um i actually reached out to bdc here in I believe September of 2021. I'm looking back at the messages now. Yes, September 2021. Oh my god. Yes, and uh, that time BDC Carol Jr. was uh, somewhere uh, on a trip, and then I reached out again in July of 2022, and yet again he's away. And then this year in April, I actually reached out one more time, um, and yet again he was <laughs> you know so he's kind of like an elusive Pokemon. It's I'm just a busy so hard. Guy. <laughs> But finally, finally, we're here. So no, I'm just, I'm just glad. I'm just so glad to be here. And I, I do want to say I appreciate the effort that you made. I think um, I, I totally dropped the ball on that. But we're here. Right. And I mean, that's what it turns out. We're, we're really bad at responding to messages. No, nah, I mean it, it was both sides. You know, we we both lead pretty busy lives, as we will find out um, later on or not. So, um, so that's interesting too. I, I feel like I want to talk a little bit about why this works and why this because you. This is not the first time that we've been approached about a collaboration, and we've never actually done one before because the the shape of it, the flavor of it, it was always somebody who he did not know at all, who had really no sort of track record of doing anything, would say, "Hey, BDCKR, we would love to do something with you," <laughs> and it felt so much more like people were trying to, um, I, I guess, leverage us to exploit us. To do something and this is completely different right mm. yep. yeah you are like cooler than us so no. it's, like, <laughs> it's like a very different uh math yeah. yeah and so i feel like this is just much more interesting and especially since there are i guess it's not a secret now you've decided that you're going to be um stopping you're not going to be youtubing anymore and before we get into that i mean i, I don't want to make too many assumptions but we are in our little little bubble i feel like that the, the world of injustice uh social media is relatively small so the chance of somebody who watches or listens to us that doesn't know you is probably infinitesimally small but if you want to maybe just this is where you get to maybe talk a little bit about yourself first what you're doing and then i would really be interested in hearing about how you started on this you know injustice and youtube journey okay all right, so um, uh, should I start like from the beginning or like where I am now and then go back? I mean, whatever, whatever you feel like. We're we're pretty loose. Okay, we, we don't really have a lot of rules here. Right, we right. just okay. do sort of whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'll I'll just go start. You know, from the very beginning, I was. Uh, it was twenty twenty. The start of twenty twenty. You know, COVID was pretty much at its peak. I was in, unemployed. So I started playing Injustice. I played a lot of Injustice, and I was on the subreddit. And basically, uh, people just started suggesting uh, me to start a YouTube channel because apparently it's uh, they said that my tips were helpful. Um, and I hesitated. Honestly, I, you know, I did not immediately 
accept that that suggestion. I was like, ah, you know, it, it takes time, it takes effort. I'm still looking for a medical related job. I was looking into like scribing jobs and things like that. Um, so yeah, scribing? I wasn't sorry, scribing med- like, medical scribe. Yes. Yeah. What do you mean, like doing like doing transcripts of audio recordings? Okay, so I, I guess, <laughs> uh, so it's a little bit different. Transcription is where you, you listen to the audio dictated by the doctor and then you type medical notes. Scribing is where you go in live with the doctor into the patient room and you type uh, his notes live while he speaks oh. to the patient and he does the physical okay, exam. It's like a medical does, court reporter. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. So you do the notes. Basically, I mean, both do the medical notes, but one, you do it live and clean up a little bit after, whereas the other one, you do the audio, you know, after everything's done. So, right. got it. Um, Sorry, and you were saying the, the, that's what you're looking for. So yes. I, remember, I just wanted to... Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and uh, so, you know, that's why with other things, um, and I had two kids back then. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's, what it's kind you do of with them. <laughs> you had two kids? Yeah, you know, uh, since I came to America in 2019, 2020. Yeah, around, it was around the time. So it was still a lot of adjustment. No, uh, no I'm just answering Shane a little bit because when you say you had two kids, <laughs> you don't have them anymore. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I have three now. That's why. Um, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> yes. So, um, so sorry. So, uh, so I. It was yeah. a pandemic. There was a pandemic. You're thinking of medical scribing. People were saying, "Hey, you yes. give great tips." And you, were you already the moderator on the subreddit? No, I, I was not. I was still kind of a new newbie over there. Um, okay. So I hesitated, but you know, I think it was about ten months of unemployment and. Uh, through the middle of it, I was like, you know, why not just give this a go? You know, I mean, you know, if, if it was not just one or two, it was like at least 10 or 20 people. And even though I didn't believe myself, uh, it seems like they believed in me. And my wife uh, was really supportive as well. She was like, yeah, you know, uh, you only live once. Uh, why not give it a shot? So, so I did. Uh, and my expectation was that it would reach maybe 500 because um, on the subreddit at the time, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like 10,000 members or so. At the time. I can't, I can't remember, but it was not mm-hmm. a, a big amount. Now in the subreddit, we have like 18,000 members. Um, so at the time, I think, you know, my, the active people following me, I, I was kind of ballparking between like 200 and 400. So that was, that was my expectation. Like just the people mm-hmm. from the subreddit who were supporting me and that's it. And I was just doing something for fun. It was doing something that could include video because, you know, on Reddit, mo- it was mostly like just text or pictures and it, it's harder to post videos there. That's not what the platform was for. Um, it's more work too. Like when you're typing out stuff to be clear, you have to make more of an effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's just since I had the time on my hands while I was looking for a job, I was like, ah, you know, I'll just give it a shot. So it was nothing serious. I did not... I expected to go anywhere near monetization requirements or, you know, all those things. And so, uh, you know, fast forward <laughs> till today, um, we have, and, you know, I'm not trying to boast or anything, obviously, compared to so many other YouTube channels, including yours, you know, mine, mine's pretty small, but we have about 13.8 thousand subscribers. Nice. Um, and uh, I've been doing mostly streaming content. I started with video content, but... The main reason was just I, you know, I had I started I got a job 
and then my family commitments and stuff. So streaming is just a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any editing. Um, oh. So that was the, the biggest reason, pretty much. Um, we also don't do any editing. That's, <laughs> that's just funny, right? Funny crossover. We want to talk about that a little bit later too. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's just not being ashamed of uh, posting a video without editing. Right, it is right. The only thing holding you back. So you know, it's interesting how you mentioned that because. It, I don't. I don't know how many videos you watch uh, from my channel. It's fine if you don't, but like I, I put in a lot of effort um, in, in my videos. A lot of editing, a lot of animation, and the the sound effects and stuff. So, so it, it was really time consuming, and that's why I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, and so I thought live streaming was the the best option. And besides, you know, people loved having. What I found out later on is that people love just you know kind of playing the game with a person live with them. Uh, and, and having that community aspect to it, um, so so you just kind of stuck with that. And so uh, up till last month, April twenty eighth, uh, well, somewhere in between a month or two before that, I had this long discussion with my wife, and basically, you know, uh, I decided it was time to go back. So for those of you who don't know, again, I'm sorry, just give a little context. I used to be a medical doctor where I'm from. Uh, I did residency there, but I moved to America. And to practice in the United States, you got to take the board exams, the USMLE. And so three steps. I, three steps, exactly. So I charge you through the nose each time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's no small decision to make, basically. And at the time when I first moved over here to the United States, I was not prepared to make the commitment. I knew it was going to be a long road to specialization and all of that. So. Uh, so that's why I kind of put that on hold and, and dealt with like uh, medical scribing, medical transcriptionists, which is what I'm doing right now, um, and, and stuff like that. So, but at this crossroads, I, I just you know both of us decided it was the best thing for me to do. And so, if I'm going to study and prepare for the exam, then there's just not going to be time for me to stream or even play much injustice as I used to be, uh, I used to do. Um, uh, so that you know, so one of the the end goals I had was just to be. Uh, the num- number one ranking play overall uh, on both iOS and Android. And you and did it. We achieved that. And so, you know, that's pretty much nothing left for me to accomplish. And I'm, you know, finally ready to move on. So, so that's, that's just... a huge achievement. That's like the last <laughs> mountain. I can't imagine, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just curious too. So when you finish your, the third step of USMLE, do you still need to do more? Is that the end of the journey to get licensed and practice? Or is there more after that? Uh, I, I, I believe so. I think uh, I need to go through residency, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, in terms of exam uh, papers. Yeah. And so I wanted, you mentioned that your wife was re- really supportive. I, I can't imagine how hard it must have been with a young family and you're doing YouTube. And maybe this is part where we get to talk a little turkey, but you're doing YouTube. And so she's supporting a household of five people and... Talk to me about the, because we know a little bit, it's funny how our channels are, are similar in some ways, but different, because I think in order of magnitude, they're very similar, but you've pursued a different way. You've got the ad revenue, you've got streaming revenue. Can you talk a little bit about like where, when the numbers started to pick up and what the numbers are like now? Okay. Ad revenue, at least to start. Okay. So, um, obviously starting off, it was nothing, a couple cents, uh, but then the the following started building up uh, in terms of subscribers. Hit the how long did that take? Like what what time frame are we looking at? So, I'm I'm just gonna pull up my 
my records here and see, you know, because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, no worries. Remember, your numbers picked up pretty quickly, but then it's not just the numbers picking up. You have to hit the thresholds that YouTube allows you to actually uh, monetize your channel. Right, which were actually increased after we started. We were allowed to uh, start monetizing a lot earlier with a lot less restrictions. Interesting. And I think a lot. you did uh, better than us, faster than us, with a lot more... <laughs> Uh, barriers in your way so right right so okay I, I just found out um august of 2020 was when i started the channel mm-hmm. november uh was when i hit a thousand subscribers so that was about okay about three four months but i believe it was the largest from the subreddit i mean obviously they were the ones that wanted me to you know and uh I, at the time there were at least a couple thousand uh, members in the subreddit so i believe it was mostly mm-hmm. from there um, and then after that, um, I would say the average, you talk about ad revenue, it's like at, at its peak, it was maybe between hundred, two hundred dollars $200, a month. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, I, you know, I can't even remember the exact numbers because that was not the primary focus of the channel to begin with. Right. Um, so I wasn't really, um, yeah, paying attention re- to those. Yeah. The reason why I want to point this out is that we, like, like I said, we are on the same order of magnitude. And as, as Abbott pointed out, that your the the reach that you've got is in a lot of ways bigger than what we have because of how hard and how fast you grew and how much um, engagement you've got. And even with that, this, the one thing that's been interesting to us and when people come to us and talk about how, the, you know, they see this channel as something that they would aspire to. So as you, as being currently the biggest injustice YouTuber around right now, the, at your peak, you were generating enough to live below the poverty line. That's interesting to me. Right, right. It's, uh, you know, I think what, some numbers I heard, like, to kind of live off of YouTube ad revenue is like, a hundred thousand subscribers or something like that i mean i may be wrong but it needs to be way bigger way way bigger than any of us uh you know have with our channels right now so now you know i was i mean able to pay the power bill or, or some water bills but it was you know nowhere near like sustaining you know uh a, a household so yeah well it yeah would- there's like a lot of different thresholds i think there's one big one that neither of our channels have reached which is sort of when you can start to access where i think a lot of the real money is which is things like sponsorships or like merchandise right, right? because you know we talk about and we talk very openly about like a thousand views is not a lot of money right like it's a buck maybe uh if you're lucky it can be like a couple dollars but uh if you think about like even having like half of one percent of your audience like sign up for something uh through a sponsored link or uh you know like buy a shirt or something like that you know you take like uh what would be like a dollar worth of like ad revenue uh and you can get like you know thousands and thousands of views worth of ad revenue from like a single conversion there and i think both of our channels are like at that size where (laughs) you don't have access to like the the ways that you can really like make the big bucks we're not like a a valuable our audience isn't enough of like a product that we can like sell it to other people right and um and part of that is just you know the 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 game we're invested in yeah. i mean it's such an old game it's not receiving regular updates or you know it's a dying game um mm-hmm. i don't think it's beyond me to say that and uh, i think it's dying a little bit more because you're leaving <laughs> no, okay. uh, that's you know thank you that's nice of you to say but um 
Yeah, so, you know, speaking of that, like, some people have actually suggested, and I'm sure it's the same with you guys, that, you know, I branch mm-hmm. out to other games and things like that. And mm-hmm. I've, I, I didn't wholeheartedly try, so, you know, I'll, I'll admit that. But still, I, I gave it a, a little bit of a shot, like, with two or three games. And it just... Which games? Uh, Which games uh, so I played Valorant, and I played, um, what was the other game? I think it was Stanley Parable. But basically, uh, it was a lot less views. And it, the reason is obvious. People are here to watch Injustice. I mean, that's why they subscribe to you, right? So, so it, it didn't really work out. Um, I'm, I guess, I, you know, there are exceptions. Probably some other YouTubers, they put in a lot more time and effort in their content. And probably that's why it works for them. But uh, it just never really worked out for me. And so it just kind of stuck to Injustice. I've always yeah. felt that part of it is that people come for the expertise. And what you don't see, I mean, there's that time that you put in making the videos, but then there's hours, hundreds of hours that go into developing the expertise where people will come to you for information. Like, right. I, I, again, we, we aren't personalities. We're not that entertaining. We're pretty boring. <laughs> so the, the, I, and I think if you don't really distinguish yourself as a personality, then you really need to, like you spent how many hours on that subreddit before you even started doing YouTube channel? How many hours, hundreds of hours did you put playing the game? And if you, unless you're committed to that with these other games, like what, what was it? The Stanley's Parables and yeah, Valorant? Stanley Valorant, Parable. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, it's a non-starter. Right. Well, yeah, so I guess I have a question for you, which is you said like the reason you started the channel was just because enough people like asked you to. Right. Uh, and, you know, people said branch out a little bit. Uh, and so you tried that. Uh, is there like a part of you that like wanted to be a content creator before you got in, but just didn't think you could? Did you like, is is being a content creator, do you feel like a content creator even now after having <laughs> like done it for a while, right? Is that like an intrinsic drive? Do you feel like it's mostly like, other people thinking, you know, you could do it, and then you going, "Huh, this might be interesting." How do you? How did you feel about that's, it? That's that's a very good question. Um, so no, absolutely not. Uh, it was, you know, a lot of people. My audiences might be surprised that I'm an introvert um, in real life. I don't really um, nowhere near. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell that I have a YouTube channel to begin with. I mean, most people in my real life, like connections, they don't even know that. Um, so no, I did not um, expect it, and. I think part of it was, uh, you know, wanting to give back to the community. Um, and that's kind of a motivation as well. So it wasn't so much of, you know, thinking, oh, I may have a chance to make it big or, you know, be this content creator. You know, I mean, I, I, of course, it did cross my mind, but it wasn't a real, you know, big drive like you were talking about. Or uh, I, I did some very basic video editing with Windows Movie Maker, you know, a couple of years back. But uh, that's about the extent and so you can see i mean anybody can tell it's pretty amateurish uh, my, my video editing skills in, in my videos um so yeah no i i don't and even now uh i would say i'm i've gotten a lot better at live communication um i think that has taught me a lot about you know com- communicating with the audience through a screen it's different from speaking you know face to face and how to manage chats how to respond on the fly to a lot of you know some pretty crazy questions or situations so so i think that was uh interesting and it uh contributed to my personal development and growth in communication but um i still don't i mean i and i guess i I would also let this in uh is the the fact that I, i do hype myself a little bit more uh as a streamer 
just because I know my audience. It's a lot younger, like I guess middle high school to college age group. And if you're not, you know, you do not have a hint of entertainment in you, they're not just not gonna, you know, want to watch you. So, so I do kind of, and I wouldn't say faking it. It's just more, you know, you're you're acting with the occasion. Uh, basically, you're more on. Like when you're right. an introvert, I think I, I I completely identify with that. I'm definitely also an introvert, and so I guess one of the things I want to ask you, I'm I'm assuming that, that you did not hustle your family or friends to watch your channel. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of people do. Yes, right, but because uh, they think the scale of the success that they want is like you know a few hundred, few thousand views, and that's what they get. Right. And so, so that distinction, yeah, the distinction of introversion is that it's not that you can't do it because clearly you can. You're very capable is in my mind it's that how much of the energy it takes away from you and people who are extroverts maybe generate more energy by doing stuff like that right and it comes naturally they don't even have to kind of put it on or hype themselves up you know uh, whereas i think for us we kind of need a little bit of preparation time before show time um and it's interesting i mentioned that because <laughs> uh like uh you can talk about france that's why i said earlier like people most people don't even know i have a youtube channel so no you know i did not try to promote my channel or you know ask people to watch it um and never once in my videos uh, you know it's a very common thing to do like you know like hit the like subscribe button whatever never once uh, have i mentioned that because that's not you know again the, the whole purpose was to help the community um, and kind of humor the the subreddit community rather than you know pursuing a, an actual full-fledged youtube uh career so that makes sense yeah so you you talked about how maybe it you've you've learned to be a little more confident that you've learned some skills in terms of like managing audience members and stuff now that you're sort of moving away from what you're doing right now i'm not saying that necessarily you're moving away from youtube forever because that's maybe one right. of my questions is you know now that the the ideas in your head would you want to sort of make content one day in the future does it feel like something that you want to keep doing but my other question would be uh, what do you think sort of the biggest thing that you can take away from this experience is, uh, whether or not you sort of keep making content, maybe just in your day-to-day -day life, do you think this has been like helpful to you, uh, in sort of your personal development in a specific way that'll help you outside of this? Absolutely. I mean, it, it has been a very enlightening experience. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned that, you know, it's not easy being, even being a YouTuber, people think like, oh yeah, you know, I can just post videos and not like, you know, work nine to five job, but the whole schedule being flexible, there's a lot of self-discipline needed to really make a YouTube channel. So it's just like any other job. So it's pretty much the same thing. Like if you want to hit like a hundred thousand subscribers or, you know, a million subscribers, things mm -hmm. like that. And I've, and I've read, and I've done my research on how to grow your channel and things like that. And it's, it's, it's hard work. So, so, you know, time management, um, video editing skills, um, communication skills. So all these things, definitely I've, I've learned a lot. Um, and then, I think your other question was, do I see myself coming back? Uh, I, I like, like it. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, creating content. Right. I, I, I like it. I do, you know, it, it activates a part of my brain that I don't usually, you know, creativity because like medicine, technical, you know, memorization is, is a lot of non-creative stuff. You're just kind of going with the protocol or, or what's put forth out there. But, you know, a, a, a blank canvas where you can pretty much do whatever you want, you know, paint what the picture you like. It's, it's really interesting. And I do to some extent enjoy that. It's just the, the time. Maybe I'm just not efficient in my video editing, like the software I use. Maybe I don't have a fast enough computer to, you know, do stuff like that. But, uh, and, and also family commitment, obviously, you know, I have three kids um, that 
require my and, and a wife that requires my attention. So, so all these things basically, you know, if, if I was single, I was living alone, I probably would consider that a lot more. But for now, probably not. Yeah. So what else besides like it? It feels like, or it sounds like you you really learned a lot. What do you feel like that you can take away from this that would actually be helpful to you in your medical career? If there is anything. Right. I mean, um, the, the speaking part, uh, for sure. Uh, just literally speaking English because, uh, you know, I mean, I English was my first language, but where I'm from, I did not have an American accent. And so I had to learn that. And I, it, it's funny because like my first few videos, people actually comment and be like, yeah, you know, you, you kind of sound like you're from America, but not really. Like I can tell. Uh, you know, there's just a little bit of an accent in you, and and you know, I don't try to hide that. I mean, uh, but it's it has been a good experience learning and and seeing even the vocabulary the youngsters use. So I guess in terms of applying, yeah, yeah, I that mean, but yeah, no, I think you, it's it's uh, it adds another layer of knowledge to uh, commu communicating in the United States. I mean, I. I through like lectures and you know like medical um videos and things like that i see the terminology they use as well but you know this is a whole different more casual more uh spontaneous aspect of communication that i, I i've learned a lot and i feel like i will be able to uh, connect a lot better with patients um just being more confident and be, being able to speak uh in the lingo here so so before we started talking to you, you mentioned already that you you're not from North America. What was that? What was that culture shock like? Like when you because you've been here, you've been in North. I mean, we're Canadian. Yeah. So okay. we're, we're I'm, I'm trying to make bring us all together. Right. That we're <laughs> yeah. North American. But how what was that like coming to the U.S.? Um, in a lot in a lot of ways better. I I was. Yeah, I come from a third world country. So, you know, just. Being able to see like what a first world country is like, you know how the standard of living's better, uh, land of abundance, uh, it's really interesting. Um, and of course, I'm I'm I count my blessings that I'm able to live here in the first place. I know you know not everybody has that opportunity. Um, but what was it like? Um, what stood out to you? Like, what were your first impressions? Like I said, just it was relatively recent. Right. I, it's just, you know, the, the affluence of society is number one. And number two is the friendliness. So uh, I feel like the Western culture, uh, you know, people are a lot more friendly. And, and of course, there's good and bad, obviously, with any race. But, uh, you know, people are a lot more friendly. People are a lot more like you just say hi to strangers and stuff. We didn't do that where I'm from. So that kind of tells you a little bit on, you know, how different. So it was definitely a very interesting experience for me. Um, but overall, I would say it's a good kind of uh, different. Um, I definitely prefer the culture that I'm in right now um, with those things that I mentioned. Yeah. Because I'd imagine that the tr not only did you have to make the transition to a new country, you had to make a transition to a new career. And I mean, I, I don't even know how I want to ask, but I'm just so curious about how your wife um, felt about how all this was going. Because this would have been a huge change, right? Young kids. Um, unemployed and YouTube. Right, right. How did that conversation go? So, it, you know, it wasn't just one conversation, it was a couple conversations and there was, you know, a lot of uh, 
thought and consideration that went into it. Um, but you'd be surprised. She was the one that actually kind of made the final decision to push because I, when it comes to, I guess, uh, a lot of things, uh, I can't, I'm indecisive. So like, she was like, you know what, let's just do it. Um, so she was actually on board. She was very much on board. I think part of it was because she grew up watching a lot of YouTube uh, personalities and she kind of knew she here help you. So this is the part where I, I definitely need to mention that she has been a huge part of the channel, the Scopus Gaming channel, even though you know you hardly see her around, like the thumbnails. She was at the beginning. She was at a bunch at the beginning. Right, but a lot, like, even my video editing, every single like indecisiveness that I have, like oh, should this uh, picture be here? Should this animation be like this? I, I always go to her because she's the artistic one. I'm not, you know, I'm not as creative as her. So she has a big part uh, behind the scenes in the whole scope. Like, and that's why if you all notice the logo, the, t the two wolves, one is. Yeah kind of representing me and one's representing her without her there is no scope of gaming so she had she was a big part and she was you know a big driving factor in why i started in the first place because like i said i didn't think i had the personality nor like the video editing skills or whatever i never aspired to be a youtube personality in the first place but she thought i had some potential and you know so so yeah so she was of course ready to make the sacrifices as well you know while i'm editing to bring the kids out or try to you know, keep them quiet, things like that. We, we lived in a really small house, um, you know, rented that place. Uh, I even have like a behind the scenes on my Instagram profile, which a lot of the OG people remember, but my recording studio was this small yeah. closet that only one person can fit in uh, just because, you know, I needed soundproofing, right? I need like my audio to be good and like everywhere else was noisy. So that small closet uh, in my laptop and I used like a, I don't know what makeshift thing I used to sit on that. And it, I would like sweat in it because there was no like ventilation. But that's that, that's where it all started. So it's it's been all a right, long so way. What, yeah. What you're saying then is when you were recording that together, the recording session would be like a really intimate date <laughs> together in this really small room away from the kids. Oh, man. And really close quarters. And like you said, sweaty. Right. <laughs> When you put it that way, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting perspective. I never thought of before, but yeah, I, could, I guess you could say so. But yeah, no, she was a huge part of the, the channel. And um, yeah, I don't think I would have even been there. Was, there would have been no Scopos without Amorphia, which is, you know, what she goes by. So, so does that mean Amorphia is going to be having her own channel soon now that she's <laughs> had some experience from recently? Hey, that's not so hard. I mean, uh, I've tried once or twice to, you know, encourage her to start with but you know, with the, our life stage right now, basically just raising three kids, she's a full-time uh, homemaker. So there's just no time for that. Yeah. Right. You need to start like a family vlog channel. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, never say never. We'll definitely, yeah. you know, think about that. Yeah. So how long, did, so when you started the channel, did you have an idea of what was going to happen? Because, all right, so clearly your real life has had an impact on, on what's happening now did you when you started did you think okay so i'm going to give this x amount of time to be successful or this is what success would look like or like what what was happening then i think i told myself i would be happy if i had 500 subscribers and and that's it like i did not think about monetization i did not think about it getting bigger than what it was it was just going to be you know a little again the subreddit community where we can kind of just mm -hmm you know, interact through a different platform uh, on YouTube and I can show, you know, tips and tricks or some, you know, cool gameplay rather than being on Reddit. And, and that's it. Like, really, I mean, 
that's the extent of my imagination. So was it hard then to decide, well, you know what? I mean, you were talking too about how you've shifted the way you do your videos to a way that you don't need to put in so much time afterwards, like post-production stuff, right? And so was it hard coming to that decision where, listen, if you wanted to, you could still continue streaming a little bit each week, keep the sort of the creative juices flowing, and then to decide, okay, so I'm really, this is it, I'm going to have have to stop. Is it that you, was it the time, was it that you didn't feel like you could put in enough or, or create enough or have the quality be good enough to satisfy what you feel like you could do? I would agree with that that statement. Um, it was definitely that. Uh, I because I just have this these the standard I put myself to. I don't think you know a lot of people expect me to you know be so like detailed in in my videos with all the like it takes. My first video took a whole week of video editing. Um, of course, it was part inexperience. It was part you know a bad laptop and stuff like that but still like i it just took a long time and even after you know i was used to doing it it still was not like it, it would still take a couple days worth of editing to make my video mm-hmm. so so no it was definitely uh that was a big factor and there was a lot of back and forth because i know what the audience wants is video they have mentioned this multiple times like yeah you know like we we came here we we supported you because of your videos in the first place and it's a lot more succinct it's not, you know, long drawn out. Like if they want a certain information on like breakthrough or, you know, whatever, for example, they just hop right into that video, five minutes, that's it. Versus having to watch a whole stream just to get a little bit of information. So I knew what the audience want, wanted, but again, you know, it's just, I just didn't have the time for that. So there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like not wanting to disappoint the audience, but at the same time, I, I still had to make that decision. So, you know, that's, that's why I just went to full-time streaming after that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the advantages of the size that we are is that, you know, you want, you're there for the audience. You want to, you know, do what's going to make the people who care about your stuff happy. Cause obviously you care about them too. But on the same point, you need to be doing this for yourself, right? If you're trying to do this as like a job, uh, we're not doing a very good job, right? <laughs> yeah. We're not making enough money for this to be, you know, a job for us. Right. So at the end of the day, you have to do what is satisfying and fun and what makes you want to keep doing stuff. Yes. So I think, you know, when you make decisions like doing streaming and when, you know, like a lot of our content is this like really loosely scripted sort of podcast stuff where it's mostly just sitting down talking, like no editing. Uh, we, you know, that might not be what the most people want to see from us, but you know, if we were doing something else, if it was like the really high effort stuff, it sounds like if you had to edit videos, you know, you might've burnt out a lot faster. You might have already, you know, been long since uh, off YouTube. You might already be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, <laughs> and so at the end of the day, you, you pick the thing that let you keep doing it because you wanted to do it. Yes. And you that have to so balance familiar. sort of your own wants and needs. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think that's a, a good way to kind of wrap this section up, unless you guys have any more questions. Um, but no, I... No, I, I mean, I think it was great to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is going to be a two-part thing. Uh, it, you are on our channel right now, but the link in the description <laughs> to the other half of this where Scopos is going to interview us a little bit more yes. uh, is going to be over on his channel. So definitely check that out. We might try to put like a little audio bumper in closer <laughs> to the start to actually let people know that's going to happen right. so that people don't need to watch the whole 35 minutes uh, <laughs> to realize that we're trying to get them to click over to the other channel. But it was it was really great talking to you. Yeah, man. no. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Do you have any like closing thoughts? Anything you want to share with folks? Uh, yes, I would like to thank BDC Gear Gaming. Uh, most of you might not know this, but when I first started my channel in August of 2020, they actually gave a shout out, which I believe definitely helped a lot because of their they had a pretty big and they still have a pretty big audience, 20,000 subscribers, uh, and it was August the sixth. So. I guess, you know, one of you can link the one of the videos uh, if, if you want. But yeah, so there was a shout out to Skillbus Gaming and that definitely helped the channel some. And, you know, I think it's appropriate that we're also ending the Skillbus Gaming channel with BDCKR. So thank you so much. Hey, we really appreciate that. Yeah.